you are listening to the wild soul podcast a podcast for the wild ones join me your host queen namaste as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path from wild inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between because really who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast with your host, Queen Namaste, aka me, Shannon. I am your host, and this is the podcast that we talk about all things wild. I interview people from around the world who are elevating the consciousness of this planet, and this week I am so pumped for a guest. Woohoo! First guest of 2020. Yeah, buds. And we are chatting with Paige today. And Paige and I met through Instagram. <laughs> Just gotta love Instagram. Honestly, the internet just connects me with so many amazing freaking high vibe people. So we've never met in person, but I know I had to get her on this podcast and we recorded this late December 2019. So when we talk about next year, we're really talking about 2020, which is now. And Paige is just so cool. She's living in Bali. (laughs) There's a theme with some of my guests here all living in Bali. She lives in Bali. She works online for herself. She talks about discipline. We talk about uh, communication with your partner, effective communication. Doesn't even have to be with your partner. It could be with friends, family, etc. We talk about the 75 hard challenge, which she had inspired me to partake in, which I'm doing right now. So shout out. Thank you so much, Paige, for, you know, bringing my butt into this challenge. I'm freaking loving it. I will do an update episode later on that. Gosh, we talk about everything. We talk about mindset. We talk about habits. And we talk also about giving up alcohol because Paige is also a sober sister. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really crazy because Um, This time last year, or a little bit more than a year ago, I was like, I don't know anyone who doesn't drink. I'm not going to find anyone who drinks. And once you just make that decision, the universe freaking provides for you. And every person I meet, (laughs) majority of them are on the same journey as me and do not drink alcohol anymore. So if if you get anything from this episode, get that you are a crazy manifester and once you decide on something and go after it, the universe is going to put everything in front of you that you need. Yeah! So enough about me. Let's just get right into this combo with Paige. You're going to love her. I know I do. So y'all will too. And let's just get it started. Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. I'm so pumped to talk to you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. And it's so funny that we connected recently because I kind of got prompted by someone to get on a podcast this year. And it's not something that I thought about doing. And then we connected and you're like, hey, you want to come on the pod? And I was like, wow, (laughs) that come around so easy. So I feel like this conversation was absolutely meant to happen. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny though? When you put it out into the universe and then literally happens like two days later. (laughs) Literally. And I've been diving into um, my human design recently. I don't know if you looked into yours or into it. Yeah. Okay. I see you. (laughs) Are you a projector? What are you? No, I'm a manifesting generator. Oh, what are you? I'm a projector. <laughs> oh, okay. So you get to work three hour days. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, I love it. Cool. I've been diving into that. And one of the things that's part of my design is really, and it's hard for me because I love hustling. Like I love going out there and just getting stuff done, you know. But part of my design is to really step back and to let things come to me, like wait for invitations. And that's exactly what happens with this is like someone put the idea there I put the idea out to the universe to get on a podcast and then yeah like a few weeks later we start talking and here we are so I found that really hard to get my head around at first and this has just been proof that yeah sometimes if I just step back and I'm like this is what I want okay universe you do you like let it come to me when I'm ready for it yeah it's 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 interesting but it's fun it's fun I love diving into my design yeah I've learned so much from it yeah, I need to dive deeper into it too. And just like all, all the things like human design, astrology, numerology, 
I want to know all of it just because I'm the exact same there's so much to learn and isn't it so overwhelming like you start learning about one thing and then you start talking to someone else and it's like have you done this have you looked into this you know this chart you know this about yourself and it's like whoa I want to know all of it but I do not have enough time you know what I'm doing for next year is I'm setting time aside so every single month I'm going to learn a new project so one month I might finish in um, phase one of 75 hard I'd love to talk to you about that in a minute then get into kind of like numerology and astrology and dive into like medical medium and just have a different month to focus on those things as opposed to being like, okay, I want to do this today and listen to this podcast today because I don't really find I retain things. Whereas if I do something for a period of time, I can really dive into it and learn all the things and then not overwhelm myself. So that's the goal for 2020. That is so smart. <laughs> I want to do that too. Oh we have to do some project planning together. Yes, be my accountability partner. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's, um, the first question I always ask my peeps is who they are. So who is Paige? Who are you? <laughs> oh, who is Paige? Far out. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. But okay, I'm just going to go with the flow and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Paige is, a recovering people pleaser. Mm. Paige is someone who has had an insane 2019 full of growth, full of doing things that maybe two years I wouldn't even be able to comprehend. And Paige is someone who knows how to say no now. Paige is someone who knows how to take a trigger in and turn it into an opportunity to grow. It's a really cliche saying all of these things, but it's so true. You know, I feel like we hear all these things but when you actually dive into it and can embody it, it just, yeah, it doesn't feel cheesy like saying it anymore, you know, just like seriously taking all opportunities that come to me. Whereas before I was very much, I would just shy away. I guess I was, didn't really have much confidence, like self-confidence. I think I've been diving into this lately. I grew up as an only child. I had a lot of pressure on me. I feel like to be the perfect daughter whether that was in it wasn't intentional you know it's just how it was and now I can look back and I can see that and I can see how I took that into my teenage years and being in an all-girls school you know like there's a lot of pressure there's kind of like a lot of bitchiness there's a lot of room to grow but I always felt held back from really being my true self like really speaking my truth and not being afraid of it because I was always so concerned about keeping other people happy and I guess maybe that comes from my childhood but this year totally broken away from that and what's come back to me as a result of doing that has been insane you know like when you truly learn to start loving yourself and saying no to what doesn't serve you and just diving into all the opportunities that make you nervous like that's when you grow that's when the universe knows you're not here to fuck around anymore and that's when like all the good things that you actually want start coming to you so that's Paige like that's where I'm at right now in summary (laughs) (laughs) in summary that was awesome I love how you're like yeah recovery people pleaser I feel like so many people can relate to that so Mm. yeah I feel like it's a huge part of people's shift this year Mm -hmm. you know and and people who are going through similar shifts all kind of coming together and sparking these kind of conversations that we're having now I do think, I feel like 2019 is the year of self-love. I just see it across the board and it's the year of being like, okay, that doesn't like work for you. Well, it works for me. So I'm going to go and do that. So yeah, it's incredible. This year, like the shift and what people are vibrationally attracting into their own lives and the people that they're attracting, I just feel it more than ever, ever. So it's, yeah, going into 2020, I'm stoked about that. And I feel like people are just getting way more empowered and I also feel like so many more women are feeling confident to empower other women, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe this goes back to, you know, being an all-girls school and it being kind of bitchy and maybe, like, fighting for the attention or all of that. I've always, I don't know, up until a few years ago, I was always, like, intimidated by other people's success or other people's confidence or other people's way of doing things. Whereas actually it's, like, you know, if you're feeling intimidated by someone, it's probably because you want it. You know, if you're jealous or you don't have that thing yet, it's just because you want it. Mm-hmm. The universe is just giving you a mirror. It's just giving you a reflection of something you can have in your own life. And 
I'm just so feeling the love right now of just so many women and social media, what a blessing, right? That we can just reach out to so many women all over the world like this and just empower each other, just show each other love, just be like, fuck yes, sister, you've got this. It's, I can't even remember why I just went off on that rampage, but yeah, I'm really feeling that right now. And I feel like so many women are just coming together and just pushing each other higher. It's so exciting. It is so exciting. Like the energy is getting lit. Like this year, I totally agree with you. This year has been such a transformational year and getting on the same vibration with people like you. And it just happens like so quick, like thanks Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so quick. And like social media. What a blessing. And even though, yeah, like working online and a lot of the work that I do is through social media. And it used to have this really bad rep of like, oh, people are scrolling, people are addicted, you know, people are just looking at other people and then they're feeling bad about themselves. But, yo, we've got this free platform where we can talk to people all over the world for free. We, we've got access to billions of people all over the world that we can just reach out to and make soul friends with. It's such a beautiful time to be like networking and having this growth. And actually, most of my inner circle right now are people that I've met online, people uh, that I work with online, that are part of the online community that I'm in. That we then, when we meet up and go to events or just catch each other in random countries all over the world, it's so freaking magical because it's so easy to find your tribe now. So, yeah, thank you, Instagram. Shout out to you, Instagram. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's talk about, um, what led you to this point right now. And like you were saying, we can talk about your year, but for those people that don't know you, like what you are living in Bali right now, but you were living in Australia and you are from England. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit all over the place. How old are you? 25, 26? 26. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So how did you, cause everybody well I want to live in Bali again because I went there this year and had a really transformational time it's like how, yes. did just, how did you just be like screw it I'm just gonna live in Bali live my best life so. yeah okay so I guess I can take you guys back with me to about 2015 this is when I, when I tell people about myself I feel like it started in 2015 I feel like that was the first time I was like fuck the norm I am out like okay. let's to, go <laughs> I had to tell you something because I was talking to a couple other people online or whatever and we're talking about like when we kind of started like awakening quote-unquote or whatever yeah and there's been a lot of groups that have been awakening in, in like groups so like 2012 was a big one and then apparently 2015 was and I'm like that's the year I started oh. <laughs> so cool how insane is that yeah that's so cool so many synchronicities <laughs> okay okay so 2015 so 2015, 2015. Well, before that, I left school. I didn't go to university. I've always been a hands-on person. I, yeah, just my school was trying to pressure me into uni. I'm like, no, I would have gone and studied criminology or something. And that's so <laughs> far removed from what I do. That's what I did. That's what I did. Oh, okay. This is getting scary now. <laughs> and side note, do you, like, do you use criminology now? Did you ever go into that? Or was uh, it just a degree? Yeah, I got my degree and then I was like, what the fuck? And then I did yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is the thing. I'm like, I can't see myself using this. And it's, yeah, it's so normal in England as with most countries to leave school and go to uni. That's like the thing to do. But yeah. I started working, started earning money, started to get a feel for becoming self-reliant, like moving away from relying on my parents. That felt really, really good. And I guess like as I was growing up, I always wanted to run away. Like I always wanted to just get away and be doing different things and not be at home, always staying at my friend's house. Like, yeah, I was just, I was always comfortable with sleeping in different beds every night. I, I, I was just always one of those people. And 2015, I'm like, yeah, England's not for me. I always knew that I didn't want to live in England full time. So I left, I went traveling, took 11 months out and yeah, did your standard first year of backpacking. Um, Oh, I started in Bali. Bali was my first oh, wow. place in Southeast Asia. So yeah, me and Bali go way back. Um, yeah, just did like Bali, Malaysia, um, Philippines, Thailand, um, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji. It was incredible. Wow. It was a huge wake up call. And that's when I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of done. I don't want to go back to nine to five. I met my now boyfriend in Thailand. He's from New Zealand. Our story was a huge thing of synchronicity that if we tried to plan it it just wouldn't have happened but that's a story for another time um 
then we did long distance for a bit. So I went back to England. I went back to my old company, which was um, a marketing company, and I did some data CRM building stuff for them just to save up money so I could move over to Melbourne to live with my boyfriend. And yeah, I headed over to Melbourne, lived there for two years. And getting there, it's like, it's all shiny and new, you know? It's like a new city. I'm like, new people, new friendship groups. I'm going to, like, go and do all these different jobs. And I was temp working, and we, we moved around a lot. But then we finally got grounded and got settled. And, yeah, I got myself kind of like, I'm saying this in inverted commas for anyone that's listening, but, like, my dream job, it was really good pay. It was something that I was really good at doing, which is working in um, media, marketing, working with not-for-profits as well, just getting ads on TV. I was creative. I loved spreadsheets and all the things, but it didn't take long until I was just frustrated, itchy feet, like, no, need to be on the go. So me and my boyfriend started scheming. We're like, right, how can we start our own business? How can we work on the road? Because he did fly-in, fly-out work, so I wouldn't see him that often. It was, like, really tough on our relationship. It's definitely, it's, it was our foundation. So I don't regret any of that time and the time we spent apart because – Pretty much since we met, we've both been on this huge development, personal development journey. So we really needed that time apart to then come together and like have that space to grow. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we decided to sack off everything. And last June, we went traveling. So we decided that we was going to go away for six months, do all the things, went back to England, went to Croatia, um, went back to Bali and went to the Philippines. I got my dive master and then we went to Sri Lanka for three months. And we both decided that we was not going to go back to Australia for Christmas without finding a way to earn money online because the nine to five and me just didn't drive anymore. You know, like this is so common for so many people. And I know you've interviewed so many people as well. They just have this same story, but you know, we're not built to sit in an office every day. Some people love it and some people don't. And you know, if you're someone that don't, because you hate getting up in the morning, you know, like dragging yourself to work, sitting in, that artificially lit box with aircon, just staring at a computer screen all day, like, ugh, you're not meant to do it, you're not meant to do it, right? And um, so I just hit my crunch point. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm earning the best money I've ever earned in my life. I'm not happy. So I'm not going back to this. So, um, yeah, it was funny because we were in Sri Lanka and we were traveling around and we decided to just stay in this one village for six weeks and just spend that time not traveling, but just really diving deep and figuring out how we could earn money online. And manifesting queen over here, two days before we got to this place that we were settling down for six weeks, um, my now business partner kind of did this Instagram story and, and we connected and that's how I started my business of working online and helping people get healthy by promoting Kanga Water um, and just being a part of an online community, helping people quit their jobs and grow and just if they've got an existing business, we support them. If they're having a consciousness shift, that's great. Like come and do it with us because... A lot of people are going through these shifts, but their friends and family just don't freaking understand, right? And it's like, no, you need to be sensible, stay in your job, go to uni, do all the things. But if it doesn't align with you, then you're constantly waking up just not being true to yourself and it can make you sick, you know? You can just be stressed all the time. So I found my perfect thing, something that's good for the environment, something that helps people get healthy and something that will allow other people to break away from what doesn't serve them as well. So it was perfect. And um, yeah, so when we were in Sri Lanka, I, I started working on that and that was, that was the beginning of my business journey and I feel like that was another awakening for me because I had to step the fuck up. I, I had to take responsibility. I had to educate myself. I had to really, really nail down my time management um, and get some mental discipline, like really start looking after myself and focusing. Um, but yeah, something that's been huge for me this year is giving up alcohol, like sobering up. Yeah, and I know that's a really common thing with a lot of people, again, this year, like so many people are going through the shift. But yeah, I just want to, yeah, I guess I'll share the story of how that come about because yeah, it. when it started, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like a conscious thing where I was like, okay, I'm going to like really start looking after what I'm putting in, in my body food-wise, like really investigating what's good for me, what's bad. Yeah, I'm vegan, but just because you're vegan, it doesn't mean you're healthy, y'all. You know, like you can eat all the crap, fast food, like fried, like way too much fat, all the things. So I really wanted to start start diving deep, um, but I got triggered to do so. So when I was in Sri Lanka, I got a kidney infection. It was pretty severe. Um, yeah, I remember waking up one morning. We're just 
in this hut, right? We're in the rainforest up in the mountains and I wake up at about three o'clock one morning. I'm just dripping in fever. My stomach was so bloated and I just had this like dull pain in my back. So I whip out Dr. Google as you do, you know, like 3 a.m. in the morning, just, yo, what's up? Like, what are all these symptoms? Just got to make sure that I'm not dying right now. I used to have huge, like huge health anxiety. Um, and yeah, so I look it up and got all the symptoms of a kidney infection. So the next morning we jump in a tuk-tuk, we go to the local Sri Lankan hospital. We are the only Westerners there, but I sit down and they're like, yeah, you know, you've got a UTI. And I'm like, it's not a UTI. Like it's more than a UTI. I used to get them reoccurring, which was a result of birth control, but that's another story. <laughs> and uh, they like run some tests on me and we sit down and they lay me on a bed. They hook me up with a saline. I'm having real intense fevers, like literally convulsing. And I think I was in hospital for about eight days after that point. And it was one of the most mentally challenging weeks of my life, without a doubt. So within an hour of being in that Sri Lankan hospital, there was a guy who got wheeled in next to me who had passed away. And they're trying to resuscitate him, like, right next to me. And I was just laying there like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, what, what is this? And I remember laying in bed and I was using all of my energy to just send this man love. Like, I was praying for him, like, let the right thing happen to this man like just he have the rest of my energy it's yours it's yours and thankfully he lived but yeah after that I got transferred to another ward there was blood stains on the sheet there were stray dogs running around while they're putting like needles in my arm for saline and the toilets there were no lights they were cracked they were leaking like freezing cold showers like hair everywhere it was as a westerner really not comfortable you know like when we get on well we're used to having these incredible hospitals and just being at home and you know having friends and family nearby and I didn't have that but saying that I'm so freaking grateful for those doctors and nurses because if I hadn't have been there and if they hadn't have been looking after me the way they had have been it would have it would have been bad like my kidney wasn't in a good way at all so yeah I got transferred to a few different hospitals um was in a few like one of the wars, there was like 40 women. And I remember in the night, I'm like sweating. My temp body temperature was like dangerously high. And these little Sri Lankan women are coming up to me in the night and just wrapping me up in a little blanket, like as if to keep me warm. And I'm just like, yo, no, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> ripping in sweat right now. Appreciate the mothering, but not now. Um, but yeah, then I, I got transferred into like a private hospital, which was better. My boyfriend could come and stay with me. I wasn't on my own. Um, and yeah, it took about seven days for the like, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but when they put antibiotics in through like a needle, like intravenous antibiotics, it took so long for them to kick in, but they did. And yeah, then I had a couple of weeks left in Sri Lanka where I was let out of hospital and that was just a huge wake up call for me. I'm on the phone to a nutritionist, finding out exactly what I need to be eating because no, our kidneys are really important. And I've never even considered what was good for my kidney and what was bad. So I, I do this research and then we fly back to Australia for Christmas. And that is family parties, lots of naughty food, like all the things I shouldn't be eating. And, you know, like lots of alcohol. And alcohol is obviously a massive, massive no-no for me. And although I hadn't been drinking much anyway, I didn't have much mental discipline when it come round to events parties you know like people's birthdays and if someone's like hey do you want a glass of wine I'd be like yeah okay and I wouldn't really think about okay do I want this like how am I going to feel tomorrow do I actually like the taste of this am I just drinking this because I feel uncomfortable around the people that I'm with right now and I feel like I want to use something to relax so I can be my true self doing all of this in inverted commas again I never question those things but all I knew is after I had big nights and I used to party like really freaking hard especially in England it was just normal for everyone to just go out clubbing like two three days a week and for me to not get good sleep at the weekend be eating dominoes like you know it was just like alcohol pizza alcohol pizza and I was so skinny and at the time I'm like this is great and looking back now I'm like that's horrible that's so horrible what I was doing to my body and how I you know thought that was okay but that was the cultural norm like when I was growing up and the people that I was hanging around with so yeah, I never really like questioned these things. But when I got back after this kidney infection, I'm like, I've got to look after myself. So it was a challenging time for me because I'm around everyone being festive and drinking and eating all the things. And I'm, you know, sitting on the sofa with my bottle of water, just feeling really socially awkward. 
And that was crazy for me. And I remember thinking like, this is going to be the worst Christmas ever. Just absolutely wallowing in victim mode. Like I can't enjoy myself because I'm not drinking and I'm not eating the naughty food, you know? Ironically, this is when I got my Kangen water machine. And yeah, if you don't know what Kangen water is, it's highly antioxidant, electrolytes reduced water, it's microclustered, alkalized, it's all the good things. It's so, so good for your body. It's so healing. And it hydrates you at a cellular level, which means it hydrates you a lot quicker than normal water. And actually, I got my machine around this time. And I remember drinking the water one day. And because it's just, because it hydrates you like so quickly, I just had all this energy. And that was a huge turning point for me because there was this one night where everyone got together, they're being merry, they're drinking. And before I was FOMO, I felt like I couldn't get on their level. I was putting them on, a, on some kind of pedestal. Like I couldn't reach them. Like I couldn't connect with them because I was sober. And I remember drinking this water and I'm just like, hell yeah, I got so much energy. And it was such a pivotal night because I'm like, I can socialize with people when I'm not drinking. Like I can show up as my true self. Like I can be me. I can have fun. I don't need alcohol to be this social partying person anymore. And um. And then after that, I just kept getting signs, you know, books, podcasts, posts on Instagram, people talking about them sobering up or them having periods of time without alcohol and how that has massively helped them increase just self-love, mental discipline and just their business. Because if I drink, you know, you lose like three or four days. And when you're running your own business, you don't have time to do that. When you've got a mission and you want to help people grow and you, you know, you've you just wake up every day loving what you do. You just want to give it your, oh, you can't do that if you're drinking because it lowers your vibration. You're not your true self and you can't serve other people. And you know, like your abundance is, most of it is based off how well you're serving other people. So, you know, if you want to live that abundant lifestyle, if you want to attract all the things, you really have to show up and be your best self. So these things that are coming to me, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I'm going to do 12 months alcohol free. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I was feeling really empowered. But then I had two weddings coming up. So I negotiated with myself. I'm like, I can't be the only one sober at the weddings. Like, I don't, you know, I just want to have a good time. And they're in wine regions in Adelaide. Like, I want to be able to drink all the good wine. And yeah, I don't want to miss out. And yeah, just the little ego voice in my head was just negotiating. And I was like, okay, after the second wedding, I'll do 12 months alcohol free. First wedding come and went, like had a really good time. Next day, I was definitely feeling it, but I think I got away with it quite lightly. This was about three months after my kidney infection to kind of give you that, that time scale. So I'm like, I'm recovered now. I'm better. Like, you know, telling myself all the things. And the second wedding was two weeks later and I went hard. I literally let the 19-year-old party and page come out. <laughs> and I just freaking went for it. I'm like, I'm not drinking for a year. Like, let's go out with a bang. And yeah, within 48 hours, I was back in A&E because I had all the signs of another kidney infection. Oh, no. And I remember laying in bed and I was just beating myself up like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this to yourself? Like, why are you drinking to just try and be this other person around these people that, you know, like, like what does it matter? Why are you poisoning yourself to just try and be this person that doesn't align with you, that isn't who you are? Like, I knew I wanted to be sober. I knew that I enjoy like working on my evening routine I love getting up and doing yoga in the morning like I love being wholesome but I was still negotiating myself and putting myself in these situations but that was the last wake-up call I'm like done I'm done I'm not doing this anymore I'm taking 12 months off and as it transpired they tested me I had no infection no sign of infection so I don't know what happened that night but I think it was the university and like hey <laughs> final warning now let's get shit going because you've got all these goals you've got this mission you've got this purpose and you're not working towards it as your your true self right now so wow. yeah that was empowering to say the least and never been I never thought I'd be grateful for such an intense kidney infection but that changed me so yeah I kind of needed that trigger I don't like using the word need because it's very lack but for me and like my mindset and where it was like I really did need that kick up the ass really did need that wake up call so that was back in April and yeah pretty much since then I've just been on this huge journey of just learning to love myself and owning it like learning how to say no because after this kidney infection I'm still living in Adelaide and you know people want to go out and drink at the weekend and go out for all the meals and socialize over a bottle of wine and I really just had to learn to be like 
no, I'm not going. I'm not going. It's not going to make me feel good. I know if I'm there, I'm not going to feel good. And actually, if I'm not feeling good, I'm not showing up. And it's, you know, our main thing to work on every day is, is to feel good. Abraham Hicks. Are you into Abraham Hicks? Yeah, of course. <laughs> focus on focus on that feeling of feeling good. That's that's our main intention. That's how we can show up. So then I found this this other kind of like crossroads in my head where I'll be like, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm owning out. I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to work on my business because you know what? That's what's making me feel good right now. And then people would go out and socialize, and I'd be sitting at home like, oh, what do people think about me? Do they think I don't want to socialize with them anymore? Do they think I've just turned into this like woo-woo hippie chick that just wants to stay at home and like meditate and do yoga and is obsessed with her business? And you know what? Like it's just our ego. You know, our egos want us to be in tribes, whether that tribe is serving us or not. The Chimp Paradox is a really, really good book that has taught me so much about that. But once I push past that, I'm just like, no, I come first. I don't want to lose three days of my life because I'm hungover. I don't want to have stupid ego-fueled arguments with people because everyone's drunk. I don't want to wake up with regret in the morning. I'm so done with that. Mm-hmm. And actually me taking that stand, I remember it was one of our friend's birthday and he's like, you've got to come out. It's my birthday. Don't be a dog. And I'm like, I'm not going because I'm not going to have a good time. Honestly, you're all going to be drunk by the time that I get there. And anyway, we kind of went to and fro and then he said, you know what? I absolutely love what you're doing with your life right now. So I forgive you. Keep killing it. And then I realized like, you know, you do you, boo, because you're going to be setting examples to other people. If you're being so authentically true to yourself, people see that, they feel it. And it's, it's an inspiration. You know, like it's our duty to be that true to ourselves because you've got no idea what your message or what your actions are going to, provoke someone else to do in their own life so huge learning for me this year you know like if there's something that you want to do and you feel like you're holding back because you want to keep other people happy like stack it off because you're just holding yourself back and that sucks because we're all here for a reason we've all got something so special to share with the world why would we hold that back from anyone so yeah big big lesson for me this year and so what now it's December I haven't drunk alcohol since April and I feel freaking great. Yay. I feel so good. And I've attracted, what's that? But you should feel so proud. It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, it's, it's been big. And I know that, like, yeah, growing up, my, my dad didn't drink alcohol. He had kind of a really rocky relationship with it, like, when he was growing up. And I've been surrounded by people who are really struggling with alcohol themselves because of maybe childhood trauma or maybe just culture maybe just society and I've been surrounded by people whose parents are alcoholics who have really suffered as a result of that you know and I'm just so aware of it now like and people that I talk to and people that I attract into my life I speak to a lot of people who are like yeah yeah I don't drink alcohol either and what's so stoic is that it's becoming more of a norm like I freaking love that I love it and even now like now I'm in Bali and there's a lot of people who are in like the online community that I'm I'm in super high vibe like we attract a certain type of person and everyone just vibes you know like we just had an event in Maui and just everyone coming together when you're at this same like vibrational level when you're all having this consciousness shift and there's nothing but love oh it just feels so good you know and there's there's a lot of us in Bali and even outside of the movement you know Bali attracts people who want to grow like Bali brings out the shit that you need to deal with it's the root chakra of the world right so powerful you felt that like you know what it feels like here and even here if I'm with people who were drinking I had this discussion with my friend the other night it was one of my friend's birthday and you know they're having like a couple of beers and wines and I'm just chilling with my coconut but I've got to the point now where I felt no FOMO there was not one part of me that was like everyone's drinking beer maybe I should have a beer like, I'm so far past that because I love myself enough to know that that doesn't serve me and that now I say no. And I freaking love that. Like, I feel so empowered doing that. But I also don't feel uncomfortable around, like, m- my tribe when they're drinking because I know that we're soul friends, because I know that we can talk about things that are just not day-to-day, not shallow. Like, whether we're sober or, or drunk or, you know, whatever, we can have these real deep and meaningful, intelligent growth-filled conversation and it doesn't matter if someone's got a beer in their hand or not I don't feel like I need to have a beer to have those conversations with these people so it's so powerful you know 
when you're true to yourself, the people that you attract into your life, your tribe, you can talk to them about anything at any time. You know, there's no boundaries. There's no, oh, but they're on this level and I'm on this level. Like, fuck no, we're human. Like, our souls are talking to each other. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really powerful. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a rampage, but. <laughs> no, it was awesome. <laughs> it was a good story. <laughs> and honestly, you probably just inspired so many people from sharing your story. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. And it's just, yeah, mental discipline, man. Like mental discipline and having the strength to say no. Once you've done it a few times, you're like, oh, this was good. Mm-hmm. And that becomes your new norm. It's all about just making new habits. So I'm going to talk to you guys about um, 75 Hard. Yes. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. The cold shower shit, too. Or, like, two workouts (laughs) in a cold shower. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, Yeah, so I always used to tell myself all these things. You know, how we tell ourselves these stories because it's a defense mechanism. I'd always tell myself that I'm a procrastinator. My nickname's Peg procrastinate a peg like it was a, it was a joke I'm, I'm always late like oh uh, you know somehow I don't commit to things or oh uh, you know like I wouldn't be one of those people that eats healthy but you know carrot cake you know all the things and <laughs> just these silly silly excuses and I come across the 75 hard challenge which is a mental discipline challenge so I'll give anyone the rundown who hasn't heard of it before mm-hmm. it's a mental discipline challenge that's created by Andy Frizzella who's the founder of the MFCEO project which is a podcast which yo if you don't mind a bit of swearing is such a good kick up the arse um he's an insane motivator and he made this challenge because he's been in the personal development industry for like 20 years and he was just sick of people coming to him who are reading all these personal development books and they're saying all the things but they're not giving you the action steps they're not telling you step by step exactly what you can implement in your day-to-day life to earn all the money to manifest the relationship, like to 10 extra business, whatever it is. And a lot of it comes down to mental stamina. You can know how to do something, but whether or not you do it is a completely different thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So you made this challenge and it's, there's four, four parts of it. The overall, it's called the Live Hard Challenge, but the first phase is, is 75 hard. So it's 75 days straight of drinking a gallon of water. And if you've got your Kangen water, then definitely Kangen. So a gallon of water. And for anyone who doesn't measure in gallons, it's like 3.75 litres, which we should be doing anyway. But, you know, so many people are guilty of not. Um, <laughs> you're checking the size of your bottle right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like, how big is my water bottle? I think it's a litre, I think. Yeah, it looks about a litre. So when I was doing the challenge, I just drank four litres because I have a litre water bottle gallon of water a day, reading 10 pages of a personal development book, doing two 45-minute workouts. One of them has to be outside, um, taking a progress picture every day and sticking to a diet and not drinking alcohol. So to just break those things down a little bit further, the water speaks for itself. The personal development book, like, yo, it could be anything that's going to push you forward in your life. So when I did the challenge, I read... um, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I read The Celestine Prophecy. I read half of Gary V's Jab, Jab, Right Hook. So just different things that will push me forward in my life. I actually added onto the challenge as well to do 20 minutes of Audible a day. So I just rerun some of my old favorites, Money and the Law of Attraction, The Four Agreements, um, well, The Chimp Paradox. There was a few more, but I can't remember the top of my head. And I was just dipping in, just revisiting these books. Because, you know, when we listen to them again and again, you just learn more and more every single time. The progress picture is, although this isn't a fitness challenge, the progress picture and the water are kind of to catch you out, like to make sure you're on the ball. Because it seems something so simple, you know, like, oh, I'll take a progress picture today. Or I'll just do it later. I'll do it later. But if you miss one of these things, you have to start the challenge again. So it gets you into the habit of like, even if something seems so small, it can have the biggest impact on you in the long run. And because you're doing these workouts, like, yeah, you're going to see a difference in your body because you're following a diet, you are going to see a difference in your body. So sticking to a diet, the diet doesn't have to be anything crazy. I've tried counting macros. I've tried like different things and they don't work for me because I'm an intuitive eater. You know, some, it's part of my human design as well. Sometimes I snack all day. Sometimes I fast. Sometimes I eat two big meals. That's just that's how my body works. I'm not going to try and count macros or fast 
or do anything like that because it, it doesn't work for me. So my diet was being sensible, like not eating fast food, not eating anything fried, not eating anything that had additional white refined sugar in it, um, not drinking any soda. So just food and no bread. I don't get them with bread, but I would always like avocado on toast. You know, everyone loves avocado on toast. But these are the things that I just find it really difficult to get up over so many years because I just didn't have the discipline to say no. So this is what it incorporates into you. Um, and not drinking alcohol for that time. And the two 45-minute workouts, like, they don't have to be crazy weightlifting. They don't have to be, like, 45-minute sprints. They don't have to be hit sessions. Some days my workout would be 45-minute yoga and a 45-minute walk with the dog. The point of this is, is that you have the mental discipline to do one workout and then later on in the day, do another one. Put your gym clothes back on and be like, oh, I'm tired, but I'm still going to go and do this other workout. Because breaking through those moments over and over again of thinking like, oh, I don't really feel comfortable doing this right now. It's just get uncomfortable, like grow. When you push through those moments, then other things in your business or your relationship that make you feel uncomfortable, it becomes a lot easier and more of a habit to just be like, fuck how you feel, just do it. No matter how you feel in the moment, you need to get something done, like freaking do it. That's the beauty of gaining mental discipline. So an example, when I was doing this challenge, right, I was staying, I was house sitting in England, this haunted house, huge, huge house, like 16th century, but there were spirits in there. And um, they were chill, like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> just back up a second <laughs> back up yeah you were house sitting a haunted house yeah I was house sitting this house just looking after these people's dog when they went on holiday but it was a huge 16th century house on they, loads of land okay they lived in a 16th century house yeah that's normal in England hey like there's so much well, history yeah, um, right. you're right yeah okay. I mean it's not normal most of us live in newer houses than that but it's not yeah. uncommon to have villages that are just completely like 15th 16th century um oh okay tell me more I'm my, so my boyfriend's from New Zealand he just like can't wrap his head around that he's yeah. like no 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 that's that's not right I'm like yeah like you know we go way back in England <laughs> um so I'm staying in this house right it's big and I'm on my own and I'm looking after this dog and yeah, it was, it was so okay during the day. Like, I knew there were spirits in the house, but they, I didn't feel, like, uncomfortable during the day. But at night, like, when it got dark, it was, it was surrounded by loads of land, and I, I freaked out a bit. Like, as soon as the sun went down, I felt edgy almost, like, every night. But I'm doing the challenge when I'm there, and there's one night I'm staying up late. It was about 11, and I'm, I'm working, and I'm, like, all cuddled, cuddled up in blankets. Like, when I'm feeling, like, oh, like that, I just, like, wrap myself up. And I was looking after a Hungarian freezer as well. Those dogs love being wrapped up in blankets. So we were just, like, having cuddle sessions the whole time I was there. And it gets to late at night. I'm, like, falling asleep. I'm walking up the stairs, literally, like, with my eyes shut, brushing my teeth with my eyes shut. And I get myself into bed. I'm, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to sleep. Rolled out, right, roll over onto my side, pick up my phone, and I use this app called The Way of Life to basically keep track of everything that I want to achieve in one day. If you're a visual list writer, this is so good. The Way of Life, yeah. So I go through everything and I'm checking it off, and I realized that I hadn't drunk my last liter of water. And I'm like, oh, okay, so here are my decisions, you know, I either get up. And I like run down the stairs in this dark, scary, haunted house and fill up my water bottle and then run back upstairs and like down the water and get back into bed knowing full well that I'm going to be getting up like five times in the night and peeing, even though I was so tired. Or I just lay in bed, comfortable, safe, like under my sheets and just forget about it until the morning. But I'm like, no, I have to be true to myself. And I was about day 40 at this point. I'm like, there is no way I'm starting this thing again. So I get up, I go downstairs, I fill up my water to like do that run up the stairs, like when there's ghosts following you, you know, like when you're a kid, like jump into bed, down my water. And it was funny because that night, the dog's sitting bolt upright and she's just barking at a spot on the wall just above my head. And I was like, you know what? I don't care what's there. <laughs> I'm finishing this thing. I'm going to sleep. Um, but yeah, and the next day I woke up and I was like, just felt really empowered. Like, there's no way I'm going to fail this challenge because of one litre of water. And when you do moments like that over and over again, you just get to the point where you're... My thing is this year, like, my goal in life is to become unfuckable. Like, no matter how uncomfortable I'm feeling, if I know that there's something that I want to do, like, I go do it. Fuck how you feel, just do it. That's a tiny Robin's pie. 
and um and just you know always keeping your inner peace like that comes into it as well no matter what's going on around you just really really being in tune with your inner peace like that's a reflection of them not me you know so that's something that I'm working towards and this discipline challenge has just pushed me towards that goal so much because when you do these things you just start creating new habits so this is from someone that like couldn't stick to things for longer than like two weeks I would always get distracted I was always giving to other people when I was doing this challenge I remember I stayed in my aunt's house she's like I got you vegan pizza and vegan magnums and I'm like I'm not eating that right now she's like you damn well will because she'd like gone out shopping and got them for me and I'm like no like I'm sticking to my gun no I'm not doing that and I several times like didn't cut my workout short because someone's like come on hurry up I'm gonna go out I'm like no I'm doing this for me and since I've done that like it's just so easy for me to say no now and it's so easy for me to say no and not care about how that affects like other people because that's a reflection of them not me so this goes out to anyone who feels like they're a bit of a people pleaser you know and especially like around Christmas I don't know when you're going to post this but if it's before Christmas or before New Year's and you don't feel like going out and drinking you don't feel like eating the naughty food you don't like you maybe you want to get up and go to the gym in the morning like I know because it's such a disrespect to who you are and what you're on this planet to achieve if you do things that don't make you feel good so yeah. that's my mental discipline rant so I definitely recommend any anyone look up that 75 hard challenge and it there's phase one phase two phase three which yeah you can listen to on the Andy Frizzella podcast um but it's life-changing I highly recommend it and if you don't finish it like it's okay go back and start it again like everyone's on their own journey everyone does things you know at their own pace and it's something that I want to do once a year to just really top up that belief that I say no now yeah <laughs> inspired me to do it I've like tried it for a couple of days but I was like cold shower nope not happening <laughs> yeah see cold shower is phase one so phase one is basically 75 hard but then you add on a cold shower three power tasks and oh what's the other one there's another one as well. It's just completely gone from my mind. Um, but yeah, and you do that for another 30 days. So 75 hard, you can avoid the cold showers, girl. <laughs> Wait till summer comes around. Oh, I know because I'm here in Canada freezing my ass off and you're in a bathing suit. <laughs> Dude, it's easy for me to have a cold shower right now. <laughs> no, don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like freezing here. Actually, um, a few weeks ago, I had a girlfriend on the podcast and we actually did like the cold plunge like in the ocean because she's, oh. she's into cold dipping and we talked about it on the podcast but I stayed in there for six minutes and I hate cold water so that's I, impressive kudos to you yeah. <laughs> and I continue to do the cold showers for a bit but now I'm like I am so cold there's snow on the ground here I'm just like nah I'll do yeah. it in the new year <laughs> like that's like Wim Hof spec that's like I know a guy who went to Iceland and did like a Wim Hof experience and did like trekking through the ice just in shores and like that is next level mental discipline like yeah kudos to anyone who does anything like that yeah but the thing is with 75 hard is I always used to tell myself that when I first heard about the challenge it was about four months before I actually did it and I remember listening to it and thinking, that sounds really cool. I'd love to do that. But I just don't think I could. But like, of course I couldn't. Yeah. And you know, with this ice trekking, like, of course I can do that. It's all in the mindset. If you tell yourself you can't do something, there is no way in hell you're going to be able to do it. Like, I know. Yeah. We're actually so powerful. And it's just like, we hinder ourselves all the time. It's that, that quote, it's so cliche, but it's like, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. It's like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Words are magic. Like our words are so. Are magic. I had this like realization. Like we are casting spells all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in the four agreements as well. Have you read that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a good book. And it's right there. Such a good book. Such a good book, and it's it's small as well, so you can just kind of refer back to it whenever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our words are magic. Like what we say to other people, and like how we cast spells on other people with our words, and. That's why now, just circling back to this, like, women empowering women, like, fuck, let's have each other's bags. Like, let's tell each other we're beautiful. Let's tell each other that we can be successful in whatever we want to do. Like, let's just be there for each other. Because also, this comes back around. 
So yeah, be selfish, like give people all the love in the world because it's going to come right back around to you. That's, that's so powerful as well. And something that I've truly, truly, really learned this year. Um, because I see it, I see it, you know, the more we serve people, the more that comes back around to us, it just helps us get more powerful and gain more clarity. So yeah. So you were talking about, um, traveling. Where did we leave off? I feel like because we stopped talking about something you were in when you got your kidney infection and then you stopped. Sri Lanka. Sri yeah. Lanka. Yeah. So oh, yeah. We went off on a big tangent. Didn't <laughs> <I>? <laughs> How'd you end up in Bali? <laughs> so bringing it back to Melinda, you got the kidney infection, you stopped drinking. Yes. You went back to Melbourne yeah. and then you were just like, screw it, let's just go to Bali. Yeah. So I left Sri Lanka, went back to Adelaide, then. Uh, I went to England, that's it, okay, just trying to relive my year. Went to England in the end of June because it was my mum's wedding. Um, and was, my boyfriend and I were just going to stay there for, I think, like a month. Oh, no, sorry, I've skipped ahead. We spent a month in Greece. We left Australia, we spent a month in Greece. In yeah, Greece. It, was, it was incredible. We stayed in this Airbnb in this totally Greek village, just surrounded by olive trees. I wasn't into olives before I went to Greece, and now oh I God, olives that. are so good, so good. And oh. just, I'm so I'm one of those people that's just real fussy with my olive oil now. I never thought I'd be one of those people, but here we are. It's um, <laughs> actually one of like the most counterfeited product ever. Did you know that? I just. What do you mean? Like people will fake. It, like fake it like they'll say it's olive oil and stuff but it's really not like counterfeit and it's yeah there's like a black market for olive oil <laughs> I had no idea what ah, like not all olive oil is made equal it's really interesting I had no idea but yeah wow yeah, yeah see I'm like I just want it fresh from the farmer's field that's where I'm at with olive oil now um <laughs> but yeah hey I never knew that um, you're going to have to give me your Airbnb info because I'm going to Greece in July. In yeah. yeah. Yeah, I absolutely will for sure. Um, yeah, dude, Greece is, Greece is so incredible. Um, yeah, then we went to England. It was my mom's wedding. Wasn't going to stay there that long. Our year completely shifted. We were going to go and travel Central and South America, but just life happened you know a few things come up for us like and especially my boyfriend and I we yeah we kind of hit a crunch point in our relationship which was incredible because now we're stronger than ever but yeah we had spent so much time together literally from when we left Melbourne that June to our crunch point which was probably September this year spent nearly every day together we go on these huge journeys of like growth and personal development, you know, and we just didn't have space. I'm like running my business, learning all the things, like getting all my new routines. We're moving around quite a lot and I'm trying to make sure I'm meditating, make sure I'm doing my morning routine and just diving into podcasts, diving into books, constantly learning. And you almost need space from your own mind to just rest when you're doing that much, right? Yeah. He's doing the exact same thing, except we were constantly together. When we're in England, we're staying with like my family and we didn't really ever have time apart. And so much had just built up and built up and built up and built up. And we, yeah, hit this crunch point and we're just like, this isn't working anymore. So our plans just completely changed. And we, yeah, we wasn't going to travel because we had to figure this shit out, right? It was like a huge energy block between both of us. And um, so this is really interesting about communication. I'm going to divert again. Are we good to talk about <laughs> communication quickly? <laughs> Yeah, I'm into it. Do it. <laughs> Let's go. So, so we like hit this conch point, but communication had always been like a bit of a block in our relationship. Um, and basically my boyfriend went and stayed at one of my friend's house in England. We kind of got some space and I'm like, yeah, this is better, but it's not fixing us. Like, what's the problem here? And I'm freaking out. Like, yo, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. Like, he's like my number one fan with my business I'm his number one fan like we just have each other back we just both want the same things we're just growing 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 like it's incredible why is this not working anymore and I really had to sit down and just lean into those feelings like they hurt like hell but I had to just be like totally true to myself and know that I couldn't move forward with my life if this huge energy block was still here and I didn't know how to deal with it so I'm like okay I'm kind of gonna have to be willing to give up this relationship so I can move forward and he kind of like hit the same point. 
And while he was staying at my friend's house, my friend shared this book with him. Um, and I can't remember the book name. But there's a story in it about an old president of the United States. And he would get up in these press conferences and be asked all these questions and just freeze in the moment. Just get really cloudy headed, not be able to articulate himself. So people started doubting his leadership ability. So it kept happening. He's like, this isn't working. What can we do? He goes back to the drawing board and he realizes that he's a reader and a writer, not a speaker and a listener. So he asks all the journalists to write all of their questions out and send them to him beforehand so he can prepare them. So when he's at these conference, press conferences, he's just like, boom, like dropping fire on everyone. I'm obviously telling this story in my own words because it was years ago and that's not how it was written in the book. But you know, like he's, he's showing up, he's getting his message across. And that really hit home for my boyfriend. He realized that he's really a reader and a writer, not a speaker and a listener, whereas I'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum which you can probably tell by how much I'm talking on this yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of like hit this crunch point, but I decided that, you know, if I was to push through, it's not a conversation that I wanted to have where there's lots of ego involved. So I thought it would be best to write a letter too. And we ended up writing these letters to each other and everything come out because we'd both got to the point where we're like, this isn't working. Like I've got nothing to lose here. I'm just going to say all the things that I want to say because we write them out in letters we literally exchange letters gave ourselves like 24 hours and we could read what the other one was saying and feeling without having that like ego-fueled conversation and giving our ego a chance to you know let it sink in and then let our logic like our human part of our brain kick in and be like okay right they're feeling this because of this like here's what I can do and then we sat down and we ended up having this five-hour conversation and it was so powerful because he'd been able to get everything out of his system because he'd written it down as opposed to being in the moment and just, you know, not having the words come to him. So this is huge for us because this conversation, we're like falling in love all over again and now we're stronger than ever. But it really did take like understanding each other's communication types. So now we say, you know, if one of us wants to say something and we can't get the words out, we're going to write it down. It's so, so powerful. If you feel like you're ever in a situation and the words aren't coming to you, like write them down, own it, like give someone a letter and just own the fact that you're giving them a letter because, you know, this is how you can best communicate yourself. And this is how you can best move forward in whatever the situation is. And you appreciate them taking the time to read the letter and then you can get together and talk about it face to face. So powerful. Wow. So my, my boyfriend and I, yeah. We went through this thing and then he decided to go back to Australia so we could get some space. And then I ended up going to um, Hawaii, to Maui, to go to um, my online community's, yeah, first ever retreat, which was insane. And if anyone's been to Maui, they'll know it's like Bali. You know, you land there and you, yeah. Yeah, it's I remember flying in over the island and the sun was setting. And I remember thinking this is the only place other than Bali and New Zealand, that's made me feel like this before the planes even landed. Damn, like that place is magic. <laughs> so I went there and then, yeah, I went back to Australia, met up with my boyfriend and he was just like, let's move to Bali. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like my business is a really, really good place. Like he's got his own things going on as well. And we're like, why would we live in Australia and spend all this money on good food and like, it's just so much more expensive, obviously, when we're island people. We love being near the ocean. Like, we love the green here, the food. Like, the vegan food here is to freaking die for. Yeah. Right? It's the best. And we're, we're earning money and we're saving more because our rent isn't crazy. And, you know, like, we've just got this three-bedroom baller villa overlooking rice fields. And if we were to try and get something even close to this in Australia, like it would have cost so much more, like minus the rice fields. But I am. Um, so oh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, guys, just gonna say it's so important to get your your environment right. Yeah. If your environment's not right, then you you can't be your best self. It's mm -hmm. as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Paige, you're so cool. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, it means the world. I, I just—it's so easy having these conversations with people, you know. Like this when is crazy. We've just spoken on Instagram inbox. Go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much to say. <laughs> um, yeah, no. When you're in alignment and you are living like your dharma and your purpose, like shit's supposed to be easy. 
and like yeah you know what I'm saying and um, 100% I feel like you've given so many good points like about the alcohol about saying no about um even just focusing on one thing for one month and then switching to something else and learning something new gonna take that on and um 75 hard I think I'm gonna do that 2020 let's go yes I love it that's gonna be such a sick start to the year and I Oh, yeah, I'm even thinking about rerunning 75 hard again. So hell, maybe we'll do it together. Yeah, I'll be a accountability partner for sure. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> now you and your boyfriend are living it up, living in Bali, living your best life. Like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So if people want to get um, in touch with you, stalk you on your gram, want to know more about the water and how you are changing the world, pimp yourself out. Where can people find you? <laughs> Yeah, so the first, like quickly before I drop my gram handle, I just want to let anyone know that's listening to this that you can do anything if you put your mind to seriously. This time last year, I was daydreaming about being able to live full time in Bali. I was daydreaming about making the kind of money that I'm making now. I was, you know, like at this Maui retreat that we did, I was one of the speakers. Like I spoke on stage for 45 minutes. And if you'd have told me that a year ago, I'd be like, hell no there is no way I'd get up in front of people because I don't know I guess I was just like more insecure I just I was just so aware of what other people were thinking or you know I wasn't even aware because you don't know what anyone else is thinking that's their own business not yours you know I was so consumed by that but when you truly learn to be true to yourself it's just things flow things happen so anyone who's listening to this it's like oh it seems like everyone's working online businesses right now it seems like everyone's moving to Bali it seems like you know, everyone's earning five figure months doing this and I'm still in my nine to five or I'm still in this relationship that I don't want to be in or I'm stuck in this country. Like, you have so much power to change that. We all do. Like, if I can quit my nine to five, if I can work through really uncomfortable situations, if I can go from a procrastinator to someone who's, like, really mentally disciplined, then so can anyone. Like, anyone can do anything that they put their mind to. So I just want to say that. Put that out there, like... (laughs) You can do it. And I'm so here for like anyone who wants to dive into anything that I spoke about today deeper. Yeah, definitely find me on Instagram. I'm at holistic living peg. Um, so holistic living P E G peg. That's my nickname for anyone who's English. It's referring to Peggy Mitchell because my hair used to look like hers. Most people on the other side of the world will have no idea what that just meant. So don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, that's me on Instagram. Um, my website is www.holisticlivingpeg.com. There's so much information on there about Kong and Water because if anyone's listening to this and they haven't heard of Kong and Water, they don't understand what it is or yeah, maybe they've seen something on it and it's a check at a later date. I can guarantee you that this water is going to bring you so much magic. It is so healing. It's such an asset. It will do wonders for your home and the environment. Like I could talk about this stuff all day. I know we're at the end of this podcast, but yeah, hit me up if anyone wants any more information about that. And if anyone is looking for a high vibe online community of people who are going through a consciousness shift, who wants to learn how to start an online business or who just wants to dive into like breath work, law of attraction, money mindset, all the good things. Like I've got you. So yeah, let's, let's get in touch. I want to meet all of you because yeah, Shannon, like we were just saying, we've gone from talking in an Instagram inbox to this whole conversation. And like you just said, when you're in alignment, you just attract like all these people and all these conversations. So yeah, if anyone's feeling cool to reach out to me on Instagram, I would love to meet you. And if anyone's in Bali, then like, yeah, let's hang out. And Shannon, when are you coming out here (laughs) away from that Canadian winter? (laughs) (laughs) I know the goal, this is like the goal for 2021 in January is to be out on a beach somewhere. So either Bali or Hawaii, I really wanted to be in Hawaii. Or yeah. Costa, yeah, I haven't gone to Costa Rica yet, but I'm feeling Costa Rica would be dope. Costa Rica is really on my list as well. I think I want to do all the Central and South Americas like next year, year after next. Yeah. Ooh, ah, yeah. So exciting. Hey, Pe- I was going to call you Peggy. <laughs> you can call me Peggy. Most people call me Peg. Peg, Peggy Page, Pegasaurus, whatever. Pegasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I am so blessed to have had this conversation with you and so is everyone else listening. Thank you for coming on, like so much knowledge and I'm so grateful that we met online. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and shout out to Sahara Rose, who is the reason yes. why we've even connected. Yes. Another high vibrational goddess. So thank you so much. This has been so much fun and I can't wait to see you in person next yes, year. Yes, a thousand percent. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. Yo fam, if you're still listening, thank you so much. Can you please give this podcast a rating, review, and or subscribe? It helps people get to hear it more. So uh yeah that'd be really great (laughs) thanks wait before you go do you want to connect with like-minded peeps that are super cool and wild if you guys do there is a facebook group for this podcast and for the people involved in my community so if you want to be added to it go search Wild Souls on Facebook in groups and answer some questions and you'll be added to an awesome community where you can, again, connect with others, chat about whatever you want and just have a good old time. So yeah, see you in the group.